0: Grand rising, everyone. I like him to live spirit and coffee, comic coffee here. Mm-hmm. Ah. All right. So let's get into the book. Um, again, reading the Emerald Tablet, um, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Um, and I might go a little bit into how the ego is the function between um negative and positive emotions. Um, how it is the sort of center or the um, could be almost like a place where we can do transmutation and an understanding. Someone had asked me this question and I'm like, it takes a whole lecture to talk about these things. And of course, that's a lot of what we talk about, how to work with the ego. Um, The ego isn't all negative. (laughs) People think that, Um, but it's not. And so um, it's really um, a function of our uh, consolated personality type where we pull from all these energies to develop and form who we think we are. Um, And so the ego itself is just a function of us surviving, basically. It it, It was created for us to survive and also to pull from the unconscious mind so that we can then start to look at things consciously. And understand and we've been talking a lot about that and so you could say it it's the function of the ego and the ego is good um, and it and it can grow but the ego does get afraid and that's the big piece of the ego ego um, is afraid of death it's afraid to die where us ourselves I mean or energies forever right you can neither create nor destroy energy it just keep, continues to go on but our bodies, our vessel that we keep and the constellated um, ego, our personality, our energies that we embody die off. And that's what the ego is. And then it's afraid to die. It's afraid that it's going to go away um, and that it's not everlasting. So that's where the fear of death comes from is our ego's fear of death. Really, it's our ego that's afraid okay and and it's consolidated so there you go okay so let's go into um we above and below and we've been talking about that and how that how we can use the one mind to change and transform um the one thing and it's the precursor of all physical manifestation um and it's temporarily split off from the one mind the consciousness embodied in mind the maker participants are fashioning uh, a reality as we know it okay so we are creating reality as we know it. This is the same idea as demiraj or divine craftsmen expressed in some religions. On the and we talked about this yesterday. On the microcosmic scale, mind the maker is nothing less than the mind of man. And anyone who is centered and balanced along the cosmic axis can be touched, um, or can be in touch with the powers of a both the above and below. Once we find our equilibrium, on and our center we can pull from or extract and where we're extracting from is the unconscious the unconscious mind the collective unconscious the interstellar interdimensional what they what they've done now see because what happened in history is that they pulled out or extracted fantasy into the external and it became objectified we started to objectify it and i had read this article you know how disney um believed that the imagination was an external thing it's not it's an internal thing and now we're clinging on to these external fantasies rather than looking at our internal ones which are a lot more cool to be honest with you the dream our dreams being the most you know vivid and i've been having some pretty well i always do but my dreams are getting i mean sometimes they're so so on. like i remember whole dreams and kind of a lot to process. Um, But we take from the above and the below, and then we are able to create, okay? Hermes is eager to learn more, and the divine mind continues to explain the details of creation, showing him all levels of existence, from the basic four elements of matter fashioned out of the one thing, to the eight heavenly spheres contained within the one mind itself. Now, Next, the divine mind reveals that man himself is a copy of the universe and contains within himself all of the levels and all of the same powers of light and darkness that make up the fabric of the, the above and the below. This is where people get it wrong. Good morning, Lerac. Good morning, guys. Good morning, GP Man. Good morning. Those on Facebook, please see morning. Sorry for my glasses. There's like a glare so you can't see what's going on. We are a universe. Our whole body is is a small tiny universe, which kind of cool if you think about it. We're a walking universe. There are so many cells, so many things going on in our body that we, it's funny, we can't even <laughs> look, here let's just think about it this way. I love to to make people really really understand how magnificent we are cuz people are like life sucks this that this this this. Okay. Well, it could, and there's a lot of circumstances that make us feel like life could be terrible at times, right? But when we start to think the, of the magnificence that we are and that we hold, and when we forget that, it throws us off. But if we remember it, it it sort of triggers that coolness in us, right? That, that opportunity to be what are, excited about life. Or to say, wow, we are magnificent. We are greater than we think we are. Because if you think about it, okay, our body's an entire universe. We literally, doctors literally, cannot tell you everything about the body. They, they, they just don't know. Right? They know pieces and then they could talk about things. But science is always going. Why? Because there's so much complication within the body. I mean, it's an intricate system that we... We don't really, we can't really fully understand it, just like we can't understand everything that's happening in the cosmos. But we try to understand it. We try to say, well, we could pick it apart. There are so many things that they're still discovering within the body because it's an entire universe. There is no way that they can know it all. Right. They can't even explain how our heartbeats and how all these functions continue going without us having to do anything. It just happens. It just happens. I mean, they would say it's the function of the body like, oh, well, because of this or that, the other. How was it developed? Where did it come from? How come? Why? Those are just questions that probably never will get answered. I mean, it's pretty cool and it's beyond a machine. We're not a machine. There's something else there. And this is what gets people scratching their heads, especially scientists. And we forget that. We forget the magnificence of who we are because we have an entire universe that exists in us. We are a universe walking around. And because we're created from the same fabric of God in God's image, right? Or the one thing or the one mind. And because we're a carbon copy, we're like a copy of that, which is kind of cool. And we're part of the actual original piece so we actually have an entire universe that we can navigate now the question is how do you work with your universe because that is your universe it was gifted to you you were gifted an entire universe I mean it's a huge responsibility when you think about it the human body is so hard to navigate it's not easy and as we get older, it becomes even more challenging, right We're trying to figure out how do we perhaps say stay um, healthy and younger a little longer? How do we feel good as we start to age? Our universe totally coming apart or decaying right at times so if we thought if we thought about it, we live within a universe and we are a universe, and we're an extension of that universe. I mean it's pretty magnificent when you think about it. Our bodies are just pretty cool they're pretty they're pretty phenomenal to be quite honest with you the fact that we have a functioning body and sometimes we forget about that we just just goes over our heads we don't even think about it we're just going on with our day and we don't think about it until somebody steps on your toe and it hurts like hell or you knock your toe on a bed or something right and you're like ah then you remember you're like holy shit, i have a body (laughs) right then we're wanting to pay attention Or if someone says, oh, you're ill, and then we're like, oh, God, we got to change our lifestyle because now we remember we have a body. But it's been functioning for you. I'm sure your body feels good more than it doesn't. If it doesn't, well, then how do you you work with it? How do you start to um, mend and mold and regenerate your vessel so that you're functioning, your universe is functioning properly? We are a carbon copy. And we, can, and we can create. We're creators. Pretty cool. I think it's badass, but I don't know how you all feel about it. Okay. So, reveals a, a, a copy of the universe and contains within himself all the same levels and all the powers of darkness and light. Here we go. This is what I love. Light and darkness. We don't take out anything in alchemy. I'm going to say that a trillion billion times. I hear it all the time, well, if I just, I'm just getting rid of my negative emotions. No, you're not. No, you're not, it's not going away. That's not the existence we live in. It's there, we're both light and dark. We just need to learn how to work with them both. And they didn't 100% teach us how to work with the dark emotions. They didn't teach us how to work with negative emotions. Most people, they didn't teach. I don't know about you guys. I don't know where you live. And I don't know if that was something maybe your parents taught you or but your school, which I highly doubt. So if you did, that'd be cool. You know, you could share that with me. Yeah, they, they, they taught me. But did they teach you? Did anybody, anybody want to chime in? Or is it a big hell no? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a hell no. They don't want you to know how powerful you are. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're afraid. They're frightened. If we know how powerful we are, they no longer have a grip or control. By they, I mean the ones who created this civilization. Not my. Uh, not many teach it. I've been um, helicoptered. Ah, got it. You were a helicopter child. Sorry. Must have been terrible. My parents were opposite. I don't think they paid attention to me at all. <laughs> I just kind of ran around all over the place. Latchkey kid, that's what I was, raised by the streets and my friends. Okay. Um, And I inscribed in my memory the benefaction of the divine mind, says Hermes, upon leaving his altered consciousness. And I was exceedingly glad, for I was full with what that for which I craved. My bodily sleep had come to a sober wakefulness of soul and the closing of my eyes, true vision, and the silence, pregnant with good, and my barrenness of speech, a brood of holy thoughts, becoming God-inspired, I attained the abode of truth. People throughout the ages have had similar encounters along the spiritual axis of reality. Jacob's vision of the latter described in Genesis is an example after falling asleep in the field, um, with his head on the rock, Jacob has, uh, has a vision of a splendid ladder reaching to the heavens. Using the ladder, the angel's archetypal powers um, are able to travel, tra- traverse heaven and earth. That ladder would become the oft-used image in the art of alchemists, referring to the seven steps of transformation contained in the Emerald Tablet. Here we have imagery. And as we do this work, it doesn't come in words. Now symbols, if we know words, words are symbols. Um, and so we've put together and constructed all of these symbols to be able to describe the world that we see around us. Um, hydroglyphics, if we go back, right, in ancient times and we look and we see these depictions of of things. Now imagery was a big piece of that. So artists really have tapped into Um, this imagination now if we wanted to go back and look in history artists were revered back in the day and I'm talking about like you know really really profound artists who understood how to apply alchemy to their work they were paid um huge amounts of money right they were really popular some not so much and then not popular till later but still when we look at life now what's the first thing to go in school our art program right music programs anything that would entice the imagination has been thrown out everything has become scientific and the imagination of the world has totally been shut down or they've tried to and artists are not revered right you have starving artists because nobody um or we don't focus on that as being um something that's meaningful the artist isn't as important as the scientist in the lab creating pharmaceuticals to feed us. So we've really reversed it. We're really living in the shadow right now of, of some pretty heavy stuff. And to get out of it, we need imagination. And that's what I've been, I mean, if you haven't heard me say it a billion trillion times, that's what I keep saying. It's our imagination. We we. We have to tap into that and come up with creative new ways to create a new world because the old way isn't working. People are waking up. They're starting to see that it doesn't work, but we are the ones, and and some people are waiting on someone to drop out of the sky to save them, and that's not gonna happen. We are the ones that are going to save ourselves. We are going to work together. What fell out of the sky is our consciousness expanded, right? The unconscious sort of dropped out of nowhere and said, Hey, I'm here. Now, when we talk about the seven, because we talk about the seven seals, the Bible talks about the seven seals. And you hear about these seven steps and you hear about the ladder. Well, that is your chakra system and people I don't think really know they think there's I don't know what they think they think that somebody's going to be up there ripping some seals open and trumpets are going to sing and no vibrational frequency could be the trumpet that opens the seal why because vibration and tone actually open up the chakras or allow the chakras to be utilized properly okay all of these secrets are they're there but how do we put them together that's that's the question, and people are sort of trying to piecemeal everything together. That are truly on the path to to their divine purpose, are walking their truth, are recreating reality without um, <laughs> all the craziness that they see happening in the world. And people are starting to wake up. And I'm here to give you the way, a path, a process, so that you can find your truth. What is your truth? How do you walk it? Well, the seven seals, and they talk about this in the ladder to heaven. Now, I I've, I've have I've a bunch of diagrams. So for me, I get sacred geometry is, you know, and I don't share this stuff very much on my spirit and coffee. Every once in a while, I'll share some of the stuff that I have. But if you look at it, right, we have um, these chakra systems. And we can open up these systems. Now, our chakra systems aren't just woo-woo energy. All of this isn't just woo-woo, not practical, how do I apply it? No, it's actually a roadmap so that we can operate our bodies properly. Once you know how to operate your body properly, your, your mind, your emotions, your, your physical body, spirit mind body right once we understand how to unlock that and work all that together we have access to the above and the low below that's what it's talking about in the equilibrium how do we find our equilibrium so that we're working with both that's where true manifestation exists that's how we get to to manifestation now there's visuals and pictures that can help you see it um and that's what i do i get sacred geometry to show how what it looks like Right, but that's not the actual the map is not the actual terrain, so again, we have to apply it now the chakra system if you, I'm sure you guys already know I'm sure I'm just preaching the choir here, but it's it's also connected to our hormones, right, and hormones have the ability to shape and change our DNA and rna okay so hormones are critical, and we have seven major um organs or glands I'm sorry um, that secrete hormones starting with the root okay we have genitals and that's where it starts they secrete hormones and then we start to move up the body and as we move up and the biggest issue we see with people um, you know like let's say for instance that have issues with their uh, thyroid it's usually because of communication Holding something back in the throat, right? So that's how they sort of diagnosed individuals based on what was going on in the ancient times. And we still have people who are trying to re-bring this back to life. Traditional medicine. The traditional medicine being how do we work with the body that exists within you? Because you have may have blockages. If you can get your hormones balanced, if you can get everything in balance you can start to have a deeper connection to fifth, sixth dimensional time space. That's how it works. The body has to be functioning properly. It's really hard to um, be able to meditate and reach these other places when you have chronic pain in the body, obstruction. So we have the Ayurvedic system and the Ayurvedic system says, well, let's get rid of the obstruction so that your body is operational so that you can pull from the above. Right now, nobody, I'm not going to say nobody, right now people don't know how to pull from the above. That, that's the biggest issue that's happening right now. People cannot be creative. They're stuck. They're, they're dense. The, their body's obstructed and pulled down and gravitationally stuck why do you think all of these sages and and gurus and prophets and um even jesus christ did fasting right they did fasting so that they can get rid of the obstruction in the body most traditions have a fasting ceremony so the seven seals the seven chakras and Recognizing now there's a big topic, and I'm gonna bring it up. Too bad Bob Ram's not on here because he's the one who loves the the conspiracy stuff. Now, conspiracy theorists would say that they're trying to change our DNA RNA. Now, that would make sense if I wanted to um perhaps be in the shadows and work in the shadows and be a sorcerer, and I wanted to control people, that's exactly what I would do. Why? because we express our genes in a certain way. There's certain things that happen when we start screwing with the hormones and the and the hormones and the DNA. So what have they done? Well, they've put hormones in our food supply. I mean, it's it's really it's right there in front of us basically. They've screwed with our food supply purposefully. Well, why? Why are they putting hormones in 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 the meats, right? Well, most people are eating meat, and there's an abundance of meat and everybody started eating more meat. Why? Because they kept pushing meat on us. And then they started to inject, inject it with all of these things, these chemicals that would change the DNA and RNA. Would change the hormone levels in our body. So we right now are facing a lot. That I'll just say that it's it it is a lot. It's a lot. Um, I don't definitely don't want to overwhelm people. It's like, oh my God, food is a big one. It's a hard one for most. It's a hard one for me, even. Trust me, it's it's probably the hardest um challenge that I got to get through is the food piece. Um, I can say that there are a couple things that I can say: lower lower your sugar and get over sugar if you can. It's a big one. Everybody knows that. Um, and then sodium, if you can lower your sodium. Those are two things that you could start with. And um, of course, water, water, water. <laughs> um, but it's hard. It's hard. And food is a big, 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 big one. But it is the, it is the one thing that helps us to detoxify and purify. There was this beautiful, um, what is it, like a infographic. And showing, right, we detoxify our bodies. And then we we put nurturing food back into it. So food can do both if we eat the right foods. See, we don't need to take any pharmaceuticals. Our bodies weren't made for pharmaceuticals. That's a man-made thing. Animals weren't going around looking for pharmacies to take medicine to heal. <laughs> they knew how to eat plants and they knew what to eat. And at one point, we were so connected to life and, and life force and the vital and we understood the vitality of actual plants that we were able to go and eat the plants and knew what plants would heal us well we're no longer connected that way because now we have pharmaceuticals we go to doctors and they give us a pill and say hey take this we don't even know where the hell it's coming from like i have zero idea like i i won't take it because i don't know i just don't know i don't know where it came from i didn't i didn't pick it off the tree you know, sometimes these, uh, ancient healers would go with you and you would have to pick your medicine. So you knew what you were putting in your body. You know, we're not in the lab picking the chemicals that that are going into these things. So I think not it's a personal choice, but why? Because it could change our DNA. Now I know conspiracy, I'm not saying that these things are, don't know. Um, don't have scientific proof and all that stuff, but they could, it could change our DNA and RNA, yes. And that's exactly where they would start if they want to control and program us. See, the, the um, gene expression in our DNA, we, if we change the DNA and RNA, well, then we can start to mutate and change things, pretty much program. It's like the programming of us. It's our inner programming. So again, they talked about this in alchemy. So this is nothing new. I know that they're saying they've made all these scientific discoveries. Well, that's a damn lie. They they just took what the ancients had and then they said, oh, look what we found. They already did it. And now we're, they're just using it for their own benefit, which has always happened, right? Story repeats itself. Okay, now we know. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So... Uh, People throughout the ages have had similar encounters as we talked about, and the ladder and the Emerald Tablet. The 20th 20th century Christian mystic, Hildegard of Bingen, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, had many visions similar to those of Hermes, in which one mind merged with an organized, the dark chaos of the one thing below, and she felt that God inscribed the entire divine deed on the human form. For Dominican clerk uh, Meister Eckhart, created matter was an algamum made up of the soul's thoughts. God is everywhere and is in an every everywhere complete. He wrote, "God is in the innermost parts of each and everything." Eckhart describes the one thing as something separate from God. Simple ground and still desert, with uh, without distractions out of which all things were created. Um, a modern example of traveling in the spiritual realm is that of a 28-year-old mathematics professor. After being lifted great to great heights during an out-of-body experience, he reported, all at once, without any further change, my eyes were opened above, in front of me, yet in me, of me, and, and around uh, was the glory of the archetypal light. Nothing can be more truly light since the light makes all other things light to be light. Nor is it flat material light, but a creative light of life itself, streaming forth in love and understanding and forming all other lives out of the substance. Far below, as things can be seen at these times without turning away, there appeared something um, like the surface of earth, but that was only for a moment to make clear the immense height to which my soul had had been raised and her nearness to the sun. The alchemists, whose craft was both spiritual, material, and nature actually developed step-by-step procedures for working in the rarefied realm and learning to alter reality. There it is, okay? That is what I do daily. That is why I do this, so that I can teach you, so that I can show you that it is possible. And I'm not going to go on and on and on and on and glorify my life and what I've done because that's not what this platform is for. I told you guys that if I told you guys my life story from beginning to end, it would be seem a miracle. And then that's what it looks like. But really what it is, is it's the opportunity to tap into this. If you guys are able to tap into this, you guys can start to shape and mold your reality. You will no longer be a victim to circumstances and conditions. Now, circumstances and conditions happen, but you're not a victim to them. You know how to shape and mold. It's almost, the the best way that I can see it, it's like, it's almost like they can't see you. It's like as though there are, let's say there were agents around to attack you and you're in your own world, they can't even see you. It's almost like you're non existence almost like you have an invisibility cloak over you. That's the best way to describe it. That's when they say we're on different levels. We're tuned into different frequencies that you can't even see. People right now are not even on this frequency, right? They're not tuning into this, spirit, this podcast. They're never going to. There's going to be people that never tune into it. And we want the world to tune into it. Why? Because we understand that when we are tuned into this vibrational frequency, when we're tuned into this um, information, that it is so powerful that we have the opportunity to reshape reality as it exists today. Who shaped reality? What did they know that we didn't? How come they were so awesome? Well, no, you are so awesome you just don't believe in yourself. You don't believe that you are, and you are. You have the ability to do some magnificent stuff. But not everybody will tune into this programming. That's just the way it works. And what we do as people who are kind-hearted and want to support the world is we go give deliver the great message and nobody's listening. Well, no, they're not going to listen. It's not for them. They're not tuned in. And that's okay. They're tuned into something else. I don't know what. Maybe they're they're getting deeper and darker into matter, right? A descending to the underworld. The conversations that you have will really tell you what type of person you are and who you're around and if you're illuminating. If you're still in dialogue, that are hindering your progression if you're still hanging on to those relationships that's okay there's nothing right wrong good or bad about it but you've got to ask yourself is this helping me or is it hindering me in my progression see not everybody will do this and that's why we live in the system we live in because not everybody wants to it's a huge responsibility It's a big undertaking it's not something small but we've been told our whole life we're small we're insignificant we're not enough when we are truly magnificent and magical and marvelous and oh my god we've been given an entire universe to navigate That's a huge responsibility in itself, just navigating thyself, right? Once we navigate thyself, and if you look back in history, as within, we've got to go within in order to shape the world without. We cannot do it otherwise. Again, these people, what do they have that we don't? Well, they just have the the know-how, and they're listening. They're tuning in so that they can utilize this information. But not everybody will, and that's okay. So, you know, praise those who stick in here. You guys listen from beginning to end, which is pretty, um, you know, GP man. And I don't know your name, but I just see a bunch of characters and I don't know what it says. But you, um, you're constantly tuning in and you stay the entire time. It, it, that's quite amazing. This is heavy information. People will drop in and out. People will drop in and out. People will drop in and out, in and out all the time. And it's because it's very heavy information. It's not light. Hey, Kumar, how are you? And some people tune out, they're like, all right, I'm done. They tune out, they go somewhere else, right? It's a lot. But if you hang in there and you listen and you hear and you start doing your own research and you start understanding, you can actually shape reality. We have that power. This reality wasn't created by anybody but humans. We created these buildings. We created our governments. We created all of the shit that's going on today. We did. Not let's blame somebody else. No, we did. Humans, and we allowed people to shape reality, and we just described to that. And then they, what did they do? They said, "Well, here you go. This is what you're going to do." And we said, "Okay." And now we have the opportunity to reshape, remold, take back, reclaim our power. So I want to read this again. The alchemists, whose craft was both spiritual and material in nature actually developed step-by-step procedures for working in this rarefied realm and learning to alter reality. Spiritual and material. It's as above, so below. Working with the above and the below, the one mind and the one thing. Over centuries they discovered ways of accessing the One Mind and transmuting the physical and spiritual elements through the One Thing. These transcendental operations are present in chapters 11-17 through 17, which we'll get to, however, before we can understand and apply powers of the above and the below in our lives, we have to try to comprehend the true nature of the One Thing through which physical, psychological and spiritual reality is transformed. I mean, that's exciting. And I literally have done that my whole life. Now, <laughs> to teach people to do it, another thing. Now, some of the teachings we're doing, not just from me, and I've told you guys, and there's not very many people on here, but we are doing a retreat. And I highly recommend that you join that retreat. theres It's not just me. But it's, it's being able to introduce people to spiritual alchemy in the popular media so people start to open up their minds. And then we can take them deeper into the work. You guys are already deeper into the work, in my opinion, for you to listen in and, and be here. I mean, that right there, that passage right there has so much power that I don't even know. I mean, there's like, what, one person here? (laughs) There's one person on here that's received that message, right? The power in that message is probably beyond our own understanding. We don't even understand. I don't even fully understand. I know how to work with it, but do I fully understand the impact? I don't. I don't know what impact my life is gonna have after I'm I'm gone. I don't know what the ripple effects will be. Some people don't know, they die and then all of a sudden they're glorified and they don't know because they're not alive, but they they their impact on the world ripples. So we don't really know what impact we're gonna have when we're applying this work. I don't know where it's gonna end up, I don't know what the results going to be but I do know that the intention behind everything I do is in light it's light it's magic right it's light work to help individuals remember they're powerful they're enough they matter you matter you have everything you need inside of you you don't even need me I'm here to guide. I'm here to support and teach. But the reality is you're your best teacher. You have everything you need inside of you. You're an entire damn universe. That's pretty freaking awesome. Now we just got to take care of our universe. And then stay committed to the work. And then we can shape reality. Pretty powerful shit. Like, honestly, they don't want people learning this stuff. I tell you, they don't. But people may never get there because it takes a lot of work. You have to continue to do it. You have to. You don't have a choice. If you want to do this work, you have to do it every day, all day. It's not just uh, let me do it one day and think I'm going to get these major results, not how it works. I get on here, and I would get on here Fridays, but I get in here nearly every day. been doing this podcast, at least. This one on Podbean, I've been doing for probably, good morning, Tillian. I've been doing it for, uh, I think, three years now, two years, something like that. But my Facebook one, which is where it started, I've been doing that for almost four years now, okay? But I was doing the work way before that, so it daily, not just Not just wake up one day. No, this is my life. (laughs) I'm here to teach. That's what I'm here to do. And I do it all the time as a practice. And I'm saying this because it does. It takes a full practice to understand the work. You don't, it's not just, yeah, one thing and boom, that's it. You got it. No, it's a journey. Totally a journey. And there's layer upon layer upon layer. Journey upon journey upon journey. I've gone on 50 million heroes journeys so far. I could write not just like a trilogy, but I can write probably, I don't even know, infinite numbers of books on the hero's journey that I've gone through, just like you could. Now it's just overcoming it and then working with it. So powerful, powerful stuff. I want to, I'm going to end now, but I want to read this passage again just so you can hear it. Okay, to so please stay on until I'm finished reading the passage. (laughs) The alchemist, whose craft was both spiritual and material, okay, spiritual and material, in nature, actually developed step-by-step procedures for working in this rarefied realm and learning to alter reality. Over the centuries, they discovered ways of accessing the one mind and transmuting the physical and spiritual elements through the one thing. These transcendental operations are present in chapters 11-17. Okay, through 17 However, before we can understand and apply the powers of the above and the below in our lives, we have to try to comprehend the true nature of the one thing through which physical, psychological, and spiritual reality is transformed. spiritual material and nature those are the biggest things alchemists work with nature we call it spiritual alchemy it, this is not scientific alchemy or chemistry <laughs> um and then we say that it's step by step procedures i have step by step procedures that's what that's my legacy to leave step by step procedures of how to Uh, Connect to the above and the below and how to create, how to develop, how to actually shape and mold your reality. Now, those teachings, um, I'm actually starting to put them in a course. I have a course that's coming out and I'm also doing a retreat. Now, those retreats are really there to hear from different people, not just me but other alchemists, because the um, 144,000 Ascended Masters are rising, right? And we're here to teach, we're here to support, we're here to remind people, and to wake up the rest of the Ascended Masters. Who are they? Everybody, really, honestly. We all have it within us. We just got to wake up and and utilize it. So, to understand now the step-by-step procedure, now I have a procedure that I do in a process, you'll have your own process, right? But in understanding other processes, you can start to shape and create your own process to understanding how to connect above and below. This is where your alchemy is. This is where your medicine is. And this is where you find out how you can leave a legacy in the world. That's where we find purpose and meaning. I mean, people will search their whole life for purpose and never find it. That's what this process does. Helps people find their purpose and their process. And what does it mean for them? Now, there is a process that, and, and I talked about it yesterday, and I'm going to say it one more time because I, I truly believe that this is probably the most comprehensive, um, most magnificent process of alchemy. I don't think there's any other process that's as close to what alchemy actually i don't even i don't know i just think this is the most actually closest thing to alchemy really is kung fu shaolin kung fu look it up understand and i'm going to tell you why they looked at nature and they worked with nature i talked about it yesterday okay i am in kung fu they took the animal forms they, they recognized the animals and then they acted like the animals, but in a martial way. It's, that's why it's martial arts. But not only did it help them to protect themselves from people who were trying to harm them, it also helped them with their body. So their bones, their everything, the whole system. Also, there's meditation practice. Also, there's so it embodies everything. I don't think there's anything left out. It's probably the most comprehensive spiritual alchemic process ever known to man. Now, if somebody else has a different process, let me know. We have the Ayurvedic system and yoga, but Kung Fu, right, also addresses the shadow. And we work through the shadow, we even fight demons, right? So that's part of like some of the forms that we do. How do you fight the demons? How do you, and so literally that system, it came from, and it derived from a Yogi that came from India. So pretty much we can say a lot of great um, alchemic processes came out of India. And I mean, if you look at the whole system of India, but Kung Fu applied the movements of animals to the body. For martial spirit and also for health and longevity. You get stronger, your bones get stronger when you do Kung Fu, not weaker as you age. It's pretty, pretty crazy. You're you're not losing as much bone density and all this stuff. I mean, it's just phenomenal, the whole system. They teach you how to eat properly. So, if you're looking for a system already in place, right, you can do Kung Fu, look up Shaolin Kung Fu. We are very fortunate to have it here in our community and have teachers who are so committed to it that, I mean, they're pretty phenomenal, to be quite honest. So... I highly encourage that. Also, remember you have your process and your process will be developed. If you're not there yet, um, that's okay. I'm here. You know, always reach out to me. I do coaching as well. I do a bunch of different things, but really here to help people get their self going. The time is now. I mean, there's no better time, especially in a time where people are totally feeling lost and like they don't know which way to go. OK, remember, it's working with the spiritual and the material, or you can say it's working with the above and the below, or you can say it's working with the one mind and the one thing. There's different ways to say it. OK, good. Awesome. All right. So we're going to continue on. And the next next week or tomorrow, actually, for Thanksgiving, we'll be on. because Yeah. What is the one thing? And we're going to go into that. Um, and then we'll go over what the one thing is and then how to utilize it and um, talk about the first matter. And then we get into the next chapter, um, which is the Rubrics Cube, cube um, and then we will continue from there. So this book is pretty good. Again, if you don't have it, I highly recommend it. Read it for yourself. Um, it is The Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Really good book. Okay. There you go. Love you guys. Have a great day. And of course, I will be seeing you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.